0: What's up guys, evolution or podcast coming your way, Steve Smith here, and we got Rick, how's it going man? Hey, what's up guys,
1: what's up Steve, how you doing, how's everybody going?
0: Good guys, so guys we're doing, this is gonna be podcast 276, we got 274 in the books, you can go back and look at it, we did it on D-Bowl, Diana Bowl, this one, we're gonna talk about EQ Boldenone, and then we're gonna do 278 which is going to be all about testosterone. So guys, every other podcast we do even numbers is going to be about a compound. And then the odd number are going to be just Q and A's that you guys have sent us. So let's get into it. Let's talk about EQ. What is EQ? Everyone wants to know about EQ. There's a lot of uh, information out there about it. And EQ is called EQ because it's known as a horse steroid in, in And Rick's going to get into the history, even though originally it was not a horse steroid. But let's get into it. It's known today as a veterinary injectable steroid, and today is mainly used for horses and cattle. So it's basically a very mild compound, guys. The chemical name is boldenone undiclosinate. It's got a longer ester attached to it, which we're going to get into later when we talk about the half-life. It was meant to be a long lasting version of D-Bowl that would be given to horses and cattle every few weeks. And the reason was because it improves their appetite, lean mass, and it gives them greater endurance so they can perform better, especially in horse racing. So Rick, tell us a little bit about the history behind eq and i'll kind of talk about the chemical structure next
1: well so uh we decided to do eq next because it's a good lead uh podcast number 274 We did dianable and basically dianable and eq were developed around the same time by the same company a pharmaceutical company named siva uh, they worked with john sigler on dianable now some of the research i've done on it uh apparently bolden on itself the base hormone was Patented in 1949 is when the hormone was patented. Now, around 1954, John Sigler started messing with it and added a modification to the hormone to make it orally available so that way you could take it as an oral steroid. Uh, and that, that, that's what Deebo basically came from. That's where Dianable came from. Now, Siva still owned the patent, of course, to the original Boldenon hormone. And they basically played around with different ester chains to attach to it, to make it an injectable. A lot of people believe, and I've even probably said it once or twice before, that Equipoise has never been used, uh, officially used for, human, um, for humans, right? But apparently it has. Uh, there was a product called per- 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 Perenable, that's the name of the product, it's called Perenable, that was in existence for prescription to humans um, between the 1960s to late 1970s. And apparently that was out for a little while. And That was basically, EQ was on, uh, an in injectable use. Now, Boldenon has mainly been used as a veterinary steroid since then. It's a very good steroid to give anemic animals and animals who want to get a good yield because it stays in the system for a while. So you can inject the animal not very frequently and get the results that you're looking for. So it's a good steroid. It's also being used by a lot of athletes because it is such a great steroid. You know how, uh, let's say, Deca is known for helping your joints. Well, Boldenon used to be kind of known for helping your endurance because it does increase the amount of uh, because it does increase the amount of red blood cells in your body. So uh, it has been used by many, many athletes. Have gotten popped for using Boldenon. And I'm just gonna read some off here for Wikipedia for you, just so you know. Major League Baseball, uh, Reynaldo Reese, uh, MMA, you got Stefan Bonner, Josh Barnett, uh, Kid uh in Muay Thai. You've got uh, guys in soccer like John Conway, Jeff Parkey, uh, a lot. Now, here's a, Steve had mentioned there was a, also use in, in horse racing. And horse trainer Gay Waterhouse was fined 10000 uh, May May uh, 15, 2008 because uh, of bringing in a horse with a prohibited substance. What was that substance? Boldenon. So Boldenon's been used for quite a while now. It, it has its beginnings in the same pharmaceutical company where Dianable came from. It does, it's not clear if John Sigler had any involvement in Boldenon beyond maybe utilizing the base hormone in um, in, in making Dianabol, but also, where could have SIVA gotten the idea? Where could they have uh, gathered the information for Boldenon? Apparently, after Second World War, a lot of those uh, books and studies from all these German scientists uh, just got scattered all over the place. And apparently, according to some sources online, SIVA had some access to those books. And this is where maybe they, they could have patented the hormone in 1949, the Boldenon and then taken it from, from there. So, uh, so that's it. That's it for the history of it.
0: Yeah, and, and guys, a really good way to win a bet against someone is when someone tells you, whether it be on a forum or in the gym or something, they're like, oh, EQ is a horse steroid. And that's a good way to make a bet because, like we, like we said, Rick said the history, originally it was used for 20 years in humans, okay? So even though today it is a vet steroid, that is true. It was not originally. It was It was very much used in humans for the same things that most steroids were developed for. And that is to prevent muscle wasting, to help with anemia. And it does a fantastic job of it. EQ is known in the bodybuilding community to help boost red blood cell count. And even though... Almost all steroids are excellent at doing that. EQ is very well known to do that because the nice thing about EQ, and this is one of the beauty benefits of it, is it won't give you water retention like these other steroids will. It will give you lean muscle mass. It's not androgenic okay? when it's used, even though on paper it does have some androgenic properties. In real life, it's a very mild steroid. So it's a fantastic steroid. In my opinion, to use, if you are an endurance athlete, use two, 300 milligrams a week and you could just run it and it would boost your red blood cell counts. It will help you basically run faster without getting winded and it will help you gain lean muscle mass without putting on a lot of fluff and, and, and crappy water weight like some of these other steroids, like say testosterone would at moderate dosages. Um, so, you know, that's what it's, it's great for, guys. Another thing where it's, it's great for as well is if you want something mild, if you want something with no side effects, um, there's very, very little side effects with EQ. You can run EQ at five, six, seven, even 800 milligrams a week. And the side effects will be much less than if you were to run testosterone at 800 milligrams a week or DECA 800 milligrams a week or, or any, any other steroid trend, whatever. So it's one of the inject- most mild injectables you can run. It's, it's one of my personal favorites. It just depends on your goals. Rick, what are some benefits that you notice
1: when you run EQ? Yeah, EQ is one of my favorite steroids ever. I like the fact that I can still get good uh, quality veterinarian grade EQ. It's still out there. And the advantage of getting veterinarian-grade equipoise over underground lab equipoise is when you have a registered veterinarian lab, they have to follow guidelines. They're regulated by some government body someplace. And that in itself just makes, that in itself means that they should have proper testing and proper protocols to make sure that the product is of good quality. So that I like. Now, besides the fact that you can get good quality, legitimate to me, to me, veterinarian grade is legitimate because there's a governing body overseeing production to, to some degree. Is it, like you said, Steve, it is a very mild steroid. It will aromatize into estrogen, but it's not ravaging estrogen side effects, you know, big estrogen side effects. Like, let's say when you use Dianabol, which aromatizes into basically a semi-synthetic estrogen, methyl which it survives... Passing through the liver and stronger in the receptor site. Equipoise um, doesn't have the Franken estrogen, it's milder estrogen. It also just the fact that you have that long ester with it, if you inject weekly, your levels will stay fairly even. I think that's one thing that helps Equipoise not aromatize as much is that the, since the ester is so long, you build up the levels, stay fairly even. So Even though it does aromatize, quickly aromatize, it's just that you won't get get that many side effects from it as far as estrogen goes. Back acne, always had an issue with that, and Dianabol as well. It does raise your red blood cell count, which over time you want to draw blood. Some people say donate blood. I can just get blood drawn. But you can uh, donate blood if you like. That helps you get... Get rid of some of those red blood cells. The red blood cell count will, will, will lower it in, into normal ranges at that point because it'll be pretty elevated going in. That helps endurance great, lean gains on it. Even though, like I say, even though it does it does aromatize, I don't feel it gave me a lot of water weight, not compared to the animal around the same uh, dose range. Definitely not. Yeah, it lasts a while. It's also very cheap to get. And out of out of all the anabolics that you can get legitimate versions of, it's one of the least expensive ones nowadays. There's, there's a lot to like about it.
0: Yeah, I think one of the mistakes, guys, let's talk about mistakes guys using. I think the misconception behind EQ. A lot of guys they'll run it and they don't really understand what this steroid is all about because they want to build Rome overnight. So they'll they'll hop on EQ. At a very, very moderate to high dose and they won't blow up and they'll think, Oh my God, this shit's not working. Guys, that's the point. It's a mild steroid. It's not going to increase your bench 50 pounds fast. It's not going to add 20 pounds of mass to your body. It's not going to do that. It's a slow quality builder. It's going to take time to get results on eq but it's going to be good clean results i really haven't found it necessary to use an aromatase inhibitor when using eq and that's the beauty part of it is that you don't get just a bunch of water weight a bunch of slop weight so the big misconception in my opinion is that guys will run it 20 weeks, 25 weeks straight, because they think, wow, I'm not getting results on it. You are getting results. I guarantee if you took pictures of yourself from week one to week 15, you would see a difference, it would, but it would be a very mild difference, It'd be lean muscle mass. It'd be, you know, uh, it wouldn't be just a bunch of water weight. So don't think, wow, I got to run this thing 20 weeks, 25 weeks, because all you're going to do there is just screw up your HPTA. So in my opinion, I don't agree with what most people say on forums, that you have to run EQ for this exorbitant amount of time. I still think 12 to 14 weeks is all you need to run it for, guys. You don't need to build Rome overnight. You don't need to rush things, okay? Just use EQ. It's a very mild compound, all right? And it's going to do what any other steroid does. It's gonna shut you down. It's gonna shut your HPTA down, absolutely. But that's what a PCT for. You run it, you run your PCT, you recover properly, then you can start planning your next cycle. But it's, it, you have to, if you're not willing to be patient and accept that you're not gonna put on a shitload of weight on it, then, then it's, not the, it's not the steroid for you. How about you, Rick? What do you think?
1: Yeah, one thing to keep in mind is if you're using EQ, your post-cycle therapy doesn't really, really start to, to work until about four weeks after your last shot. It is a, quite a long ester. And I've, I remember taking my last shot of EQ and then a month, almost five weeks later, I'm in the gym and I get that pump. And you know, I get that pump and I'm like, it's still in there. It's still in there doing something. So because the ester is so long, even if you start your PCT a couple of weeks after your last shot, you really are not really the levels of it haven't dropped until about four weeks, maybe five weeks after. So that's something yeah. to... It's something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's a good steroid. I found that along with testosterone undecanoate. If you're traveling, you're going somewhere, take a couple of shots in the weeks leading up to the travel when you know you can't take your steroids with you, and it'll stay in your system. You take that along with some test boosters and some over-the-counter stuff that you can take with you wherever you're going. It'll it'll stay there, man. It'll it'll be picking you up. You'll definitely. Feel it picking you up even two, three weeks after the shot. You'll feel it, you'll feel it there when, when you're training. You'll know.
0: Yeah, I want to point out it's a 14 day half life, guys. So it's going to take a while. You start injecting in on a regular schedule. Although it's going to start working right away, it won't actually reach a peak level and then, ba- and then flatten out for many, many weeks after you start using it on your cycle. So you may not be peaking until week, five weeks, six on it. And then on the way out, like Rick said, during PCT, it's going to take many, many weeks to get out of your system. So that's another good reason why you should not run EQ 20 weeks or 25 weeks, like some people say on forums, because now you're, you're going to be on cycle, I mean, most of the year on this thing. It doesn't make any sense. So you have to respect these steroids, guys. That is the benefit of EQ, that it's, it is a long ester, that it's a slow builder, and it's going to be in your system even when you stop injecting. It's still going to be in your system for quite a while. And it's detectable on your system for a long time as well. So if you're a tested athlete and you have random testing, say, every couple months, there's a good chance that you will get busted for EQ. So it is not a good choice if you are a tested athlete in college sports or in pro sports.
1: That ester, that long ester is very soluble in oil. So it, will, it can linger. Trace amounts of it can linger in some, in some fatty tissue. And they'll catch you months and months later. So it's something to be aware of with that ester. Like if you've ever seen EQ in its raw form, you know, just raw EQ, it's still liquid. That's how long that ester is. That's how oil soluble that ester is. And it can, you know, trace amounts of it can just get pocketed into a little bit of fat tissue and come up on a test months later. So something to be aware of. So let's
0: talk about ways to stack EQ, Rick, and dosages first off, you know, you have to know your goals. If your goals is just endurance. Okay. Let's say you just want endurance. There's nothing wrong with just running EQ two, three hundred milligrams a week. Like I said earlier, it's going to boost your, your endurance, run it with some SARMs. It's not going to give you pumps. It's not going to have androgenic effects. It's not going to strain your heart. Okay. Especially at that dosage. So it's a beautiful thing for endurance. But if you want to use it for building lean muscle mass and bodybuilding reasons, building some lean muscle and maybe cutting down a little bit, it's great for that as well. So for that, what you could do is five, six hundred milligrams a week and then throw in a little TRT dosage of testosterone, maybe 150 milligrams a week of testosterone. Just not too much. You don't want to have to resort to using an AI. And then you could throw in maybe T-bowl or Anavar with it. That is a great stack just for pure bodybuilding, for pure uh, lean muscle mass, okay? And a lot of guys have a lot of success with that stack. Um, what do you think, Rick? What's what's a good way you've stacked it before?
1: A really good stack back in the day was prop, EQ, and trembolone. Prop, EQ, and trembolone If you were doing trend ace and prop, you could take a shot every other day. So one day you take your trembolone acetate shot. Next day, you take your testosterone propionate shot, and then you're taking your weekly shot. Or sometimes, you, you count it out. Third day, you take your EQ shot. That's a good stack. I found EQ with trembolone works pretty darn good. And I don't like trembolone, but the two those two are, are good. Good, really good stack together. I found. And EQ EQ goes with almost anything, man. Again, it will aromatize. So you have to be conscious of it but you could drop EQ almost with anything. With DECA, with testosterone, with Trembolone. Good stack with Trembolone. You could do a, a Dianabol and EQ cycle. You know, kickstart with Dianable four weeks. The EQ will start, you know, building up and gaining some strength around week four or five when you're coming off the D-ball. That's a good stack as well. It'll stack well with testosterone. That's the only thing I do nowadays, guys, is just a little bit of testosterone, a little bit of EQ, one, human-grade human grade testosterone, veterinarian-grade EQ. I'm happy with the sources, where they're coming from. I know they're legitimate, you know, legitimate stuff. And that's, you know, testosterone and EQ, great cycle. And pretty much EQ and pretty much any oral. There aren't any, uh, any steroids I can think of that won't play well with EQ. I think they pretty much they all well. will. There is, um, back in the
0: forums, back in the 90s, 2000s, a lot of guys would say, oh, EQ gives me anxiety. And I've always been fascinated by that, because I never got anxiety on EQ. But then recently, I had someone message me on the forums. And they said, yeah, I can't run EQ because it gives me anxiety. So I've always wondered why that is. And I've I've kind of thrown around a bunch of ideas in my head as to why people get anxiety. But one of the, the common denominators that I found is guys who have anxiety before and then they start taking EQ. That's the people who are susceptible. Those are the people who are susceptible to the anxiety issues when it, when they're on it. So that's something for you guys to look at. If you guys have existing anxiety issues, I would shoot for the root cause of why you have anxiety issues first before using really any steroid. And that that would be, I think, the best thing for you to do. Um, Rick, I mean, you've been around the forums a while. You've heard this anxiety thing, right? What do you think about it?
1: I've suffered from anxiety at points in my life, and I don't think it had anything to do with the EQ. I remember taking EQ and feeling fine, and I remember having anxiety and not being on EQ. So there are certain side effects that only a certain section of the users report, and everybody else doesn't but it's still enough for people to be aware of. So yeah, I've heard it too. I've heard anxiety from EQ. Do I have a real uh, idea on it? I don't know. I mean, I know that because it will raise estrogen along with your androgen levels, your hormones can fluctuate a little bit, which could mess with your mood a little bit more than say a steroid that doesn't aromatize. But then, you know, you have stuff like trend that'll mess with your mood, even though it doesn't aromatize, right? (laughs) Because it's such a... Heavy androgen. So it's tough to say. But yeah, it's not 100%. Not everybody gets the anxiety from it. I have seen it reported. In my personal case, although I am an anxious person just by nature, I just never got it from EQ. I got it from other things, but not EQ. So that's that on that. I mean, that's all I know.
0: Another weird side effect that gets reported a lot, and this is again, we go back to the '90s, 2000s. This was the big thing on EQ back then, and it's kind of fallen off lately. Is been appetite, and guys say when they're when they're using EQ, their appetite goes sky high. But what I what I found is I think that that myth may be more related to just steroid use in general, because I know like when I go on. When I'm using a steroid cycle, for the most part, my appetite goes up regardless of what I'm using. So I think that's one of those things. Maybe it's kind of born in bro science where one guy says it, then some guy maybe writes it in a book, and then people just start repeating it. But really, like, you know, I could say, like, testosterone increases my appetite, D-Bol increases my appetite, DECA increases my appetite. So, I mean, I could go on the list of steroids. Guys, they they were made to increase appetite and prevent muscle wasting in the first place. So, it would make sense that it would increase your appetite. So, But again, like I haven't noticed it more with EQ than, than, than any other steroid. Um, how about that one, Rick? What do you think about that one?
1: Yeah, I've heard the appetite too. And maybe I think I psyched myself up and I felt more appetite on it. Again, I don't think it was that consistent, but... Yeah, I've heard of that too. That's also something some guys report so getting a more appetite on, on EQ for sure. So let's
0: talk a little bit about the access. Rick um, Rick says is, that he has a really easy time getting it. I can say that, you know, for most of us, any steroid dealer, if you ask them for a list or you go to their website, it's, EQ is definitely going to be on there. It's one of the more popular steroids Um, I would say right now, it's definitely like of all injectables, it's definitely in the top five of, of all injectable steroids for sure. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's definitely, um, one of those things where it's not expensive to run. If you compare it to something like Prima I would say it's less, it's probably less than half the cost of Prima to run a, to run a cycle. So that's one of the reasons it's popular, Another reason it's popular is because it works. It's really very dummy proof and the side effects are low. So I think that, you know, if you use it, guys, you get your, you get a good workout program going, you don't have outside problems affecting you and you, you know, take care of your diet as you should. I think that running it for 12 or 14 weeks, you'll have fantastic results really um, running, running that running EQ, it's it's definitely one of the, the, the best steroids really out there.
1: Yeah, it's easy to get. It. It's cheap. The, the steroids that are fake the most are usually the most expensive ones because they're trying to swap it out for something similar that's a lot cheaper that, you know, the guy will think will work somewhat the same. When it comes to EQ, it's actually pretty cheap. As a matter of fact, they might be putting, Bolden on in to supplement for other steroids that are more expensive. You know, that could also go on. So Boldenon is actually one of the cheaper ones. The brand that I like to get, I get Gannibal, Gannibal 50. It's a big 250 ml jug is made by a legitimate veterinary company out of South America and I'm able to get it. And I know this company has paperwork to file and site visits and they have to, keep track of all their lots and they have to test for microbes and they have to test for heavy metals. So I, I I trust a a veterinarian brand because they have to adhere to, to those rules. So yeah, EQ um, and the brand that I get, it's only 50 milligrams per ML. So to do a, a 400 milligram a week cycle, you know, I'm looking at eight CCs that I have to inject all over just to get that amount. But I'd rather do that. They use any of the high concentration stuff. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to Boldenon, there's still plenty of veterinarian brands out there. There's some out of Mexico that are still approved and that have their paperwork and that have to track their batches and that have to test their final product. And you could probably find some Mexican ones as well. There's a couple out of South America that make it. And, you know, you just got to find it. But, yeah, EQ is great. You You can find the pretty cheap and legitimate Uh, well-made sources of it too all day long.
0: So female dosages and should females use it? So that's, that's a really good question as well. And, you know, we like to talk about this because we do have female listeners and a lot of you guys out there, you want your significant others to maybe trying it. EQ is one of the steroids that females can and do use. Um, What they'll do is they'll usually dose 25 to 50 milligrams a week. And the reason that females can can use it is because of its low androgenic issue. So, um, it is it is a decent option for females. Although um, Anavar would be a far better option for females, but EQ would be definitely one of the top few steroids that females can can get away with using. Um, so, Rick, any any final thoughts on EQ? Um, do you have any any more advice to give these guys?
1: Um. Going back to just what we said about females just now, I just think any female out there listening, if you're not getting on stage or doing something really crazy, anabar is about all you need. Anabar and some hard work and dedication. If you're getting on stage, anabar maybe a little bit of Winstrow, some peptides. You could maybe swap out the Winstrow for a tiny bit of EQ for boldenon, but I still don't like boldenon for women. It has a long ester, so if you get some side effects from it, as a female, voice deepening, too much hair, you know, the torus growing, you can't just get off of it right away. It's gonna be in your body still doing its thing for weeks and weeks. When you have something like Anabar Winstrol, some of the shorter acting stuff, if you're a female and you are getting some side effects and you don't like it, you can jump off it and it's not active day or two after. And as a female, look, if you can't get on stage and win some stuff, on some Anabar, a little bit of Winny. Maybe a peptide or two, or a psalm or two. You just don't have it, you know. You just don't have it, and you have to be real. It's my opinion. Um, so, other, as far as other tips and tricks with it, you know, there isn't a lot to, to say, man. Just uh, watch with the with the back and chest acne. That was my only my only trouble with it. Watch your uh, hematocrit levels. Make sure they don't get too high. They don't stay too high for too long everybody that uses steroids will have, have pretty high, higher than normal hematocrit levels. So it's, it just goes with the territory, but you know, being able to drain some blood out of your system every so often is a good idea. Like I say, a lot of guys say donate blood. I, I personally am able to just get pints of blood drawn out whenever I need to. And you just do, do it that way. Uh, it works great. I mean, what else? Uh, yeah. And I'm,
0: I just want to point out hematocrit and our red blood cell count. A lot of you guys might be wondering, how the heck do I even know what my levels are? Guys, blood work. Um, if you get blood work done, it's going to show you. It's going to show you those numbers. And I've gotten blood work done, and it goes hand in hand. High red blood cell count and high hematocrit pretty much mirror each other. So you'll be, you'll be a little high on the red blood cell count, a little high on the hematocrit. But it's okay, guys. Donate blood. You know, Just get the blood out of your system, and then you want to make sure you cycle. All these very, very powerful hormones, guys. Uh, Please don't abuse them, and you won't get yourself into trouble.
1: All right. All right. What else? Anything else? Anything else to add, Steve?
0: That's it, guys. I think we covered it all, guys. But I mean, if you guys have any further questions, please hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI. I'm always there. Yeah, I think um, when
1: we listen back to the podcast, like we always do, we'll take some notes down of stuff we missed that we could have uh, said here today, and. We'll make sure to come back to EQ in another round. So we we might have a uh, EQ part two down the line now. It's going to be a great podcast. And uh, the odd numbers in between, those are the question and answers and the call-ins. So guys, so this is podcast 276. And now podcast 278 is going to be all about testosterone. And uh, if you want to go back and listen to Diana Ball, that's podcast 274. So like we said at the start, every even podcast, we're going to have a compound that we feature. And we'll come back to these in future podcasts. So we'll have another part two of EQ after listening to the podcast. We'll see if we missed anything. And we'll gather some more info we'll have another run at it. And we'll place these together. We'll make sure to reference them so you guys can find all the information quickly.
0: All right, guys. Look, we appreciate it. Again, hit me up on the forum, Steve SMI. We'll talk to you guys next week with a new episode. Thanks for listening.